Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, y'all? Merry Christmas. Or Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <clears throat> Today we are talking about the top five stories that defined real estate in 2021. And it has been a crazy year. Crazy year. year. Yeah, I'm excited mm. about this one. I am too. I mean, after much debate among the team, because there were so many headlining, grabbing yeah, stories, like stories. it's just unbelievable. So after talking with the team, we have come up with Zudelio's top five stories. Kick us off with one, Elliot. Well, hmm, like you said, there was such a huge amount of them, but without a doubt, I think one of the biggest ones to start off with is Zillow acquiring Showtime for $500 million. Showtime? They... they, they isn't that a movie? Did I say Showtime? Showing time. time. <laughs> Showing, I-N-G, sorry. That's what they... Say it again, say it again. Showing time is acquired not by show Zillow time. for... Not Showtime, not HBO, Showing Time. Showing time with an I-N-G, time, is acquired by Zillow for half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars. And the industry erupted. It was erupted. like someone stepped oh, on a massive anthill and we all scattered. I mean, Keith, take us back to when that happened and what was like the sentiment going on in the real estate industry? Well, I know that we made a joke too at the time because if you actually go back and look about what they actually are getting for that, they probably got a good deal of $500 million. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that data... The that consumer data, data that they're getting is is like is insane, right? Like, I mean, that that's to me the, the the most disheartening thing about it is the inside track that they're getting into getting for that consumer behavior. I think is just for a data house such as a Zillow is is going to pay far more than half a billion dollars. Yeah, when they're able to see how many um, homes are being opened up on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. And in what area they're watching you know the market supply and demand, you know, the market. Or demand. Yeah. They're watching so, demand. Here's the thing though. One in could real say, time. one could say that showing time had already been publishing that data because they do, you can yeah. go onto showing times website and they had, uh, yep. ever since the pandemic started showing time did publish all of the showing information. So let's like, let's uncover this just a little bit more. Let's go to a little bit deeper. Why was it so beneficial for Zillow to acquire showing time? Um, obviously, we know that now they can see when homes are being opened on a more granular level. What yeah. other data do you think that they were after or what other <coughs> reason do you think Zillow wanted showing time? I think they wanted to be able to have all the all the people be able to go into their houses without without an agent. Mm, so yep. they're setting up a seamless self-touring system. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of the things that is going to be there, right? Is that showingless agent. We've been talking about that for a long time. That could be the early onslaught, you know, of uh, of those types of things. But the other part of that story, I want to make sure that, you know, now looking back on it is a little bit, you know, make, it kind of makes me say, hmm, but remember that was when the time, <clears throat> excuse me, that they had also um, made the live offer, right? Obviously now that's kind of been washed out with, with Zillow going, <laughs> over, you know, All right, let's, let's head into the the second story <laughs> that defined real estate in 2021. I just might have gave a spoiler, gave it spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Way to go, Elliot. What are we? Zillow fails. Wow. What does that mean, though, Zillow fails? Give well, us the whole headline, Jay. Maybe they don't They don't think they actually failed. I mean, they, they, they quit. They yeah, quit they, the iBuying. They stepped out of buying iBuying. So um, whether they failed or not, um, they said they couldn't, you know, uh, really... I don't know what, what you say it they couldn't figure out the estimates or or their oh, they couldn't they couldn't figure out how to turn how to flip a property right yeah, like they're th their acquisition strategy their opportunities are pretty much the best we've ever seen in the history of you know of of this space and anything really 
like their lead source, the lead magnet, all of that worked, you know, the plan to the T. They could not flip the property, right? Like the actual boots on the ground, rubber to the road, you know, type stuff. They couldn't pull that off. My takeaway for Zillow quitting iBuying was that they <coughs> severely underestimated yep. the real estate transaction and what it would take for that transaction to happen and, and all of that. But yeah, big, big story. I think that there were a lot of people that were kind of excited when Zillow <laughs> announced that they were no longer in the iBuying space. And I personally see it as a massive pivot. <coughs> I think that there have been a lot that has transpired this year uh, where we're seeing a shift from iBuying to power buying. And I think Zillow uh, ultimately can be an aggregator and can be yep. in the iBuying space and the power buying space uh, for a lot you know, a lot less of an intensive capital requirement. Absolutely. That's one of my bold predictions, uh, you know, for 2022 is we're going to see them come back in the map. Because like I said, if you look at 60% of their plan, it worked. And that was to create the lead, create the quality of the lead. And they're going to be able to do that. And we all know that they work with a lot of these, you know, large, large institutions to be able to, you know, uh, offload these cash offers. They'll, they'll monetize off of that circumstance, the power buying circumstance, Again, just these quality leads that they're going to do. That cash offer, Zillow being able to get a quote unquote cash offer from a Zillow resource, I think is going to come back in 2022. Interesting, but we're not talking about predictions for 2022. I know. We're talking about the next couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. That's the next podcast. Couldn't help it. You just, you cannot, you cannot Gosh. stay focused, Elliot. Gosh. I think uh, the I top. got to take my Adderall. Top three, the number three story is Elliot cannot focus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it definitely is interesting to go back to the first topic of them acquiring showing time is, uh, it's you know, at the time it made sense. Yeah. You know, like, like Elliot said, the live offer and they were ridiculously deep on acquiring properties and playing in that, you know, that battle between the other, you know, big people. But it's kind of be like, hmm, what are they going to do with all that info now? I know. Yeah. There's a plan in place, and we all think we know. But Rich we Barton. Don't. Rich Barton's <laughs> one of the smartest dudes out there, man. Well, I didn't think he's, he really he's is. Not running that anymore. And no, I, I mean, uh, that, was, no, that, was Bart, a, that was a hard Barton's, decision Barton's to running stop <laughs> too, to stop eye buying. I mean, I, I'm that that tells me that he is smart. Yeah. Because if because if you if you can do something that is painful like that very quickly and rip off that band aid, then I think yeah. I think he's smart. Well, I think they got caught up too. They got caught up in keeping up with Open Door, keeping up with trying to beat OfferPad, and internally they even had it was called Project Ketchup. Yeah. And they distributed, in fact, T-shirts with bottles of ketchup on it. That yep. it was an actual thing internally yep. that they were catching up to Open Door, and mm. they really wanted to uh, be the leader in eye buying and have number one market share. So yeah. that just tells me that maybe they got a little too caught up in you know keeping up with the well, and they made some crazy predictions. Remember when they predicted like they were going to do $20 billion in revenue from it. And I mean, just this astronomical predictions that they were going to do and obviously fell short. And then they offload what 7,000 <coughs> yeah. properties that they acquired to institutional buyers. So I think that leads us into the top three yep. or the, the number three story number three of the year. And <coughs> we call it the institutionalization of America. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's well, the one that carries a lot of teeth for me. But yeah, go ahead, I was Keith. just going to say, you know, like, how lucky is Zillow that that was even a possibility, right? To unload those properties. If it was five oh. years ago, they and nope. they were in the exact same position, they'd be I mean, in a massive world of hurt. 
But I think I think what we've learned though is the reason that there is kind of this eye buying frenzy is because of the institutional buyer. So Zillow knew that. I mean, Open Door right. knew that. Offerpad knew that. The backup plan. Exactly. It's a, it's a way to hedge their bet. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, I know that <coughs> Mike with Altos Research was on a podcast with us not too long ago, and he shared that about ten percent of our housing stock every mm. quarter is being purchased and held institutionally. So what does that mean? That means that a larger percentage of our housing stock is being turned into long-term single-family residences. And we know that Zillow sold 7,000 of their homes off to these buyers. And we see more of these buyers coming into the marketplace. So it's going to be a really interesting um, interesting couple of years as this continues to unfold. Yeah, when you think about, obviously, the, the demand on housing that we've had, right? Like part of, obviously, just general economics, the supply and demand that we've been through really with the last couple of years is where builders can't build fast enough to keep up with the demand. We're having a housing shortage, which is causing some of these crazy equity boons, cost of capital, like we were talking about, which was one of the potential, you know, headlines of, you know, uh, interest rates staying well underneath three and a half percent, pretty much the, the, you know, these last couple of years. And just, so it's just driving that demand. And so when you look at that and you hear stats like a 10% market share being purchased, or 10% of housing being uh, 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 every quarter, 10% of the market share that's selling is being purchased by these institutions. That's just putting more and more pressure on that inventory. Mm. Yes. Right. And I think that leads us to the fourth top story of the year. And that is just insane market conditions. Ugh. Let's break it down, guys. Well, we have what? A normal, a normal market. No, I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just because it's yeah, what's a like normal market? A normal market's maybe a hundred, a million, you know, <clears throat> active properties on the yeah. market. Well, and we're like in the three hundred thousands. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's low inventory. Well, and there's like, and I think even like the total American unit count is roughly right around a million. And I know we're going to crush that, you know, like even, even this year, like even our numbers, like here in the, in, in the Phoenix Metro, even though inventory is low, units really, really moved. I Absolutely. mean, they, they really right, did. Right. We're, we're going to surpass six and a half million transactions mm -hmm. in the U.S. And that's just increasing year over year. Yeah, I said a million. I was, sorry. No, no. <laughs> we, I knew it. Yeah, you meant. yeah. Sorry. As soon meant. as you said that, it totally jogged my memory. Let's talk from a granular level, though. Like, what has that, um, how has that impacted our buyers and our sellers? Hmm. I think the the buyer, um, it's caused the buyer to have to be a heck of a lot more resourceful, competitive, and it's caused the seller to be greedy, greedy. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, yeah, I mean, Green you have sellers. you have people like I see some of these commercials oh, right can. now where they talk about, oh, that's monopoly money. Well, shoot, it's been monopoly money for the last twenty four months, pal. That's how I see it. But yeah, just, that's just, just me being an old school dinosaur realtor, seeing all the changes. Yeah, it's not good, bad, right, or wrong. It just it is what it is. That is reality. People will <clears throat> you'll get a, a an above list offer, and then they still want to counter and get more. And it's like that's you never really saw that happen in your real estate career, and really unless really in two thousand five. Yeah, you you yeah. was like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. There there was time. Yeah, sure. There was there was times I remember obviously just just speaking you know quickly personally where you have people that are. House is going to hit the market at 650. They get a cash offer like day one, 670, and they say, No, I think I want to see if I can hold out for more. Mm -hmm. like, well, they and, might, and it's borderline not have, going to appraise they for might 650. Have like 30, 30 showings that day, and that's probably why. Uh, they're like, Oh, well, I don't want to. What, what if someone's willing to? Oh, there's, there's the appraisal factor, and that's just the challenge. But anyways. And then they're, then they're waiving appraisals. And I mean, yeah. you, 
I mean, I, I get it. I, I understand. I, I, I hate when the, when the buyer is just like yelling at the agent saying, get it accepted, get it accepted. Yeah. Like there's, there's nothing you can do. You know, when the, when the, when the buyer, when the seller is sitting there and wants to see with, all 30 with a bunch of different showings and they're, they know that, that the agents are saying more offers are coming. Of <clears> course they're going to wait. Yep. They know they have a hot commodity and they're going to, they're going to get the best. Yeah. They hold the cards and they should. They hold guys, the cards. guys, with these insane market conditions that we've had, and let me just share another one with you. At the beginning of the year, we saw the lowest interest rates of the entire yeah. year at an average about 2.65. So uh, that was January 7th when Freddie Mac published that rate. It has not been lower published by Freddie Mac all year. So the lowest rate was heading into the year, but I can tell you that I know I, for one, did not think rates would still be as good as they are by the end of 2021. <laughs> so we're sitting at about, what, 3.12%, according to Freddie Mac right now. Which it's, is insane good. I thought, we'd be, a, I thought we'd be in the fours. Good. I thought we'd be in the fours by now. Yeah, I did too. I, back, back in January, yeah. I thought February. higher threes, but 3.12, yeah. it's still insane. So still unprecedented and, and unprecedentedly low interest rates. Um, and I think that that factors into a lot of purchase activity, right? Yeah, but, I think also with when it comes to the market conditions, one thing that we need to look at is that this has impacted realtors severely. Yeah. I think that realtors have had to up their game. They've had to be more competitive. They've had to search out other solutions, uh, such as what we're doing. And then I think the real kind of hidden story here is how many sellers sold to an iBuyer yeah. considering these unprecedented market conditions. Yeah. That's, that's insane. <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's a story in and of itself. That's a massive Well, how about right the, the, the iBuyer market share uh, map that just came out, what, a couple weeks ago by Zillow, and you have so many markets that are above 10% or, or above seven and a half percent. Really? When you really think about that seven and a half percent, one company, two companies are controlling that kind of market share. That's insane. Good. Well, it tells me that people want certainty. Yeah. They want convenience while getting over, over the money. Good cost. Well, but they're still getting them, you know, pretty close to market. I mean, Zillow was, Zillow was paying over market. <laughs> over so market. I think well, there, I was, think there was, door was, there was a little and bit of, um, yeah. Yeah. I remember Keith had a, I remember that one out in, I don't know, Santan Valley and you know, your client <laughs> got this offer and it was just like insane. And uh, you know, uh, you're like, like, take it, take it. Take yeah, it and I, run. I know it sucked. <laughs> I was like, I lost a listing out of it. Right. But he wanted to move out of state and I I literally told him, I was, at a, I was like, trust me, I'd love to get, you know, the additional business with you. And I appreciate you giving me a call before you made a decision. I says, but there are zero comps to support this offer. Take it and run. Sure enough, he actually, and this is back in, I think, June or July. We actually, he actually just called me. He's thinking about moving back again. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't pay you attention buy the house to this from house. That they sold it for fifty thousand dollars less than what they purchased it for, and I was like, Whoa. "See, bro, I told you." Yep. Whoa, that's yep. a hit. Wow. That's a hit. And uh, well, I just, it was, yeah, it was wild. Yeah. But so yeah. that's why people were taking their offers because a lot of them were smoking hot, good. Yeah, they were. They were buying. How can you mental say no? market share? Yeah. Yeah. they're yeah. buying yeah. mental market share. Yeah. So. Okay, so these stories really are are fascinating, and each and every one has really impacted the realtor community. But I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that the top five or the fifth largest story of the year, I think, is one that hasn't gotten enough attention, mm-hmm. and that is the DOJ withdraws from the settlement Oof. with the National Association of Realtors. So the Department of Justice and the National Association of Realtors came to a settlement agreement because there were uh, potential antitrust practices from NAR that were deemed maybe a little anti-competitive and were affecting home buyers and home sellers. 
they came to an agreement last year, last November, mm-hmm. and in July of this year, the DOJ withdrew from that settlement agreement because they feel like it's going to prevent them from making future claims. Mm. So what does this tell us? This tells us that they are going to continue to investigate the National Association of Realtors, and that affects each and every one of us. Yeah. Clearly, they still think that there's some meat on the bone, right? I mean, otherwise, they wouldn't have uh, pulled out in that particular <laughs> circumstance. And furthermore, the part of the... If it, to me, like most recently where NAR, you know, um, approving, showing the the buyer broker compensation, right? Which is part of all of this. I mean, I think that's a, a huge thing. I think agents are going to start seeing a lot of pressure, which I think is going to drive some more of these, you know, um, power buying or, uh, you know, become a cash buyer type models right out there because they can capitalize on that, get their compensation, right? Like I think that there's just, there's some strategy there that a lot of these smarter agents are going to probably start to utilize and, 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 you know, capture to really help solve some of these pain points for their clients. And that as they should, right? That's what a good agent should do. Assess the client's demand and respond accordingly. So curious to see. Yeah, it's crazy. I think, um, there's definitely going to be some changes here in the future, and I think uh, you know a lot of a lot of the agents that are that are starting to change and doing different things are are using Zudelio. They're using other other um, other things to uh, to to capture those consumers and and keep them in in their uh, in their little ecosystem. So yeah, yeah. What do you got? I know you guys, I could tell you got something else no, chomping it's, at. It's been, it's just been a wild year, a wild ride. We've seen so many headlines that have just been so shocking. And I, th- I think that 2022 is probably going to be more of the same. Oh. And then how does, how does it start to change the industry? You know, Elliot just mentioned something that uh, publishing of the buyer and broker commission on, yep. on IDX sites. Yep. Right. So yep. now buyers can see exactly what that buyer broker is being paid. Be paid. And I think that that just brings awareness to the, the compensation model. Yep. And so I think that what we're going to see. Buyers change, are going to be asking for some credits. Well, or, <laughs> or agents are going to have to get very clear on their value proposition yep. and they're going to have to have uh, a really clear meeting of the minds before they start yep. to do business with buyers so that they can really establish their commission and establish their worth in the transaction yep. because a good realtor is worth it. We all know this. Yeah, not just a door unlocker. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I know that. I guess I can say for us here at Zudelio, it has been our goal and our mission all year to empower you with new ways to stay relevant and to compete and to really set yourself apart from everybody else. And so we're just so thankful for all of you listening um, and, and being yeah. a part of this journey with us because let's, you know, we're what, 11, 11 and a half months in, guys? Yeah, since we've been, since Zudelio has been available to uh, the agent community. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing too, last, last, like I wanted to sprinkle this in, in our, in our thoughts too, because I think it's just, it is so relevant and I always like to be careful because it is somewhat of a shameless plug in this circumstance, but it's the pressure on so many brokers to work with an in-house I buy solution, right? Like how do they provide this solution for their agents, their consumers? How do they work, you know, alongside this massive, uh, insertion of, of capital that's coming in, providing these instant solutions. And so for us being at the helm of that, I mean, it's been, it's been awesome, right? Like, I mean, that's obviously been part of the vision, part of the, the mission the entire time, but for us to be able to work with all the different companies that we have and all the different brokerages, it's been a humbling experience. And I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's only picking up speed. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Ben, I think you said it best. It's definitely a humbling experience. You know, when we first started this journey, I think a lot of people thought we were crazy <laughs> and, you know, like, you still oh, get some of that. This is just a fad and, and this and that. And I'm so thankful that we all have yeah. the fortitude to say, you know, no, this is not a fad. <clears throat> Things are changing. They're changing rapidly, probably faster than we've ever seen them before. And they will continue to change faster and faster and faster. That's just the way innovation works. And so I think that we're on the cusp of something. If you are listening today and you're curious about what having an iBuyer solution would look like for you or would look like for your broker, please reach out. Um, we just want to share with everybody that we can so that we can continue to empower realtors. Absolutely. That's it, guys. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Love yeah, you. Thank you. Bigger, better things. 2022. Yeah. Yep. Merry so Christmas. We'll, we'll Feliz Navidad. Do, uh, Happy New Year. We'll have to do... Um, predictions for 2022 we are that's see, the next one and right? see and see how oh that's right how uh, not right or right we are oh <laughs> snap yeah make sure yeah. we record that one yeah. rewind watch <laughs> it that'll be fun next year stay tuned yeah. for cool. our top predictions for 2022 appreciate y'all for listening see ya peace out